Good morning, good morning. It is day one of the semifinals. Only four teams remain. I know I didn't get my predictions on record for the last of the quarterfinal matches, but I swear, you don't have to take my word for it, once again, the early game I got wrong and the late game I got right. I've got to review the action of all the quarterfinal matches, though. I had called Uruguay beating France wrong again. France with a pretty straightforward victory over Uruguay, although Hugo Lloris would have to make some incredible saves to keep the clean sheet, the soccer equivalent of a shutout. Goalkeepers really making the difference in these games lately, and Lloris was no exception. For Uruguay, a big presence up front for them, Edinson Cavani not able to play, leaving Luis Suarez kind of alone up there, and it was just too much pressure on him to make everything happen. France with some young, talented defenders able to keep the Uruguayan offense at bay, and the young French team take on Belgium next week, who... Oh, goodness. Uh, What a match versus Brazil. I told you if they got shots on the keeper, they would break through. Incisive attacking and great shooting gave them the 2-0 lead. The whole game, Brazil just missing huge chances to get on the board. They would finally do so through uh, substitute Renato Augusto, but he would miss a big chance shortly after, and Belgium doing just enough to win this one in regular time, 2-1. Thibaut Courtois, the Belgian goalkeeper, making huge saves as well along the way. Um, A big storyline in this one was uh, Neymar's antics, I thought. I think proof is in the pudding that if you're the kind of player that makes the most of every tackle and foul that the other team gives you, it's not a good long-term strategy uh, because eventually you get the boy who cried wolf result. The referee feels pressured to not reward the antics, and there definitely was some ridiculous reactions from Neymar in Brazil's previous game versus Mexico. And the pressure was on the ref in this match against Belgium to not fall for the dramatics of Neymar. Uh, At one point, a crucial non-penalty call was given that really could have gone either way, so I think had an effect on this game. England with a pretty straightforward win over Sweden. Uh, This one, I had picked Sweden to win, um, thinking the shoe would finally drop uh, for England, but... Uh, They looked confident throughout the game and eventually broke through off yet another set piece. Harry Maguire nodding in the corner kick in the 30th minute, and later on a sweet pass from Lingard to the head of Dele Alli for the second. Given how a lot of the matches have gone lately, it was surprising to me that England are the ones with the easiest seeming match of uh, these quarterfinals, but... Maybe myself and others aren't giving them enough credit. Uh, A a tough test coming up versus Croatia, who won the last of the quarterfinals against Russia, uh, who Russia just could not go away. Uh, For a second, I was worried that some match-fixing might have been afoot from a certain uh, Mr. Putin. Uh, Russia unbelievably hanging in this one, despite being outplayed. Although, you got to give credit to Cheryshev on his opening goal. A great strike of the ball against the run of play. Uh, against the right of play means Croatia had the momentum, not much going for Russia. Um, but until his shot blasted into the net, he had a great showing at this World Cup, a few great goals, so he should expect some nice offers to come his way for the upcoming club season. A player who is a product of the Real Madrid youth program. Uh, when people ask me why America is so far behind the rest of the world when it comes to soccer, I think it comes down to how we build up players in their career. A lot of top soccer players head to college first here, where they compete in a short season, and when they graduate at 20, 21, 22, other players around the world have already been playing in the pro leagues for three or four years. 
if not for the senior squad at the pro club, at least for the youth program. So, so they've been in the system of a club. All the European clubs have B teams and C teams that feed the A team, also known as the senior squad, with bright young talent as they develop in their teens and early 20s. For a player like Cheryshev, who last played for Real Madrid's B team, also known as Castilla, in 2013, he and Real Madrid were faced with the choice that happens all the time. He was, like many players, showing promise, uh, could start for a mid-table team elsewhere, or does he stay and fight for a starting spot going up against the likes of Ronaldo and Gareth Bale? After only two appearances for Real Madrid's senior squad, a few years on loan at a few clubs, he ultimately decided to transfer to Villarreal, a decent Spanish team who might have to fight to keep him there for the upcoming season. Uh, despite his great goal in this quarterfinal match, uh, the final match of the stage, uh, it would go to penalties. Croatia now coming off two extra time wins in a row. They're going to be exhausted tomorrow, which is why I think England are my pick to make it to the final of that match. They might be considered lucky with their bracket draw. Narrowly escaping a Colombia side lacking James Rodriguez, I think was their lowest point in the tournament so far, uh, but they didn't even look that bad. Things almost didn't go their way, you know, they needed penalty kicks to decide that game. But that's exactly the kind of thing a World Cup champion needs, just the slightest of fortunes at the right time. And you could argue they made their own luck to this point. Uh, Yes, I am aware they lost to Belgium, but remember, both managers decided to play their backup players in that match. So it's hard to count that as it was an experiment for future rounds. And ultimately, Belgium has had a much harder draw, anecdotally speaking, facing global soccer powerhouses Brazil and France despite winning the group, while England gets Colombia, Sweden, and Croatia. I mean, it's not too shabby. I do think Croatia are the better team, and they would win a match against England out of context, but like I said, they've played back-to-back extra-time matches, and they were looking real tired against Russia. In the other semifinal, the game which kicks off in about an hour, You've got a French team that might consider themselves a bit fortunate to make it past Uruguay, who with more balance could have had a better chance, but the Cavani injury I think really shaped that game, Uruguay depending too much on their defense, and France eventually broke through. Uh, And now they do face a fully healthy and well-rounded Belgium team. Big and fast striker Lukaku is healthy, supported by the incisive Eden Hazard, basically the Belgian Lionel Messi. Kevin De Bruyne dominating the midfields box-to-box, and Vincent Kompany, one of the best defensive leaders in the game who proved a crucial presence in their win over Brazil. So all across the field, Belgium has got a great lineup. A very interesting storyline coming into this game is that a key coach on the Belgian staff is French legend Thierry Henry, one of the best strikers to ever play and France's top scorer all time. Now, why would this World Cup winner for France be coaching for another country? Uh, There's a few reasons, but the clearest we can maybe point to is that Henri last played for France in 2010 at the South Africa World Cup, where the French players went on strike against their coach. Uh, They refused to practice. There was a lot of infighting during their stay in South Africa. They would end up crashing out of the group stage, scoring only one goal over two losses and a draw. Henri, a leader of that team, might have left his international career with a really bad taste in his mouth going out that way. Uh, With not much contact between the French Federation and him, because of the kind of bad blood, when Belgium comes calling, 
why not? I mean, after all, they could be champions of the world. <laughs> Enjoy the games, everyone.